everybody, and welcome back to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a great start. So, I am the father, Brian. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm the son, Brendan. Are you pointing to me? I'm pointing to you. I didn't realize I actually had to point now. My name is Corey. I'm the mother. Hello. I am Caitlin. I'm the daughter, or sister. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't quite sure about that. So you might be wondering, you might be hearing another laugh uh, in the background that you don't recognize. So we have a special guest today, kind of going with our uh, theme of special guests. We had a special guest last week, Mr. Carl Duty. Thank you, Carl, for coming on. And now we have friend of ours, friend of the podcast. Friend of humanity. Oh, he's going to get the exact same intro as Carl, huh? No, 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 I want I want my own intro. <laughs> okay, friend of some people's, friend of mainly the podcast. Friend of the animals? I, I, I feel like he was one of the first romper room people I saw through the looking glass mirror. It wasn't looking glass, because if it was looking glass, I'd be in a different reality, and I'd probably... Uh, yeah, okay. not be doing this okay. podcast. It's Patrick! Patrick Gautier! Yeah. Hi! <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is Patrick. I'm a longtime friend of the family and longtime friend of the pod. I think I might have been in the first, first shout-out. I think I might have been in the first shout-out. You might have been one of the first shout Long-time out. listener, first-time caller. I mean, definitely shouted out before Carl, which we dealt with last week, so... Because you're not afraid of Patrick. <laughs> No hot metal skewers needed for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so obviously uh, Patrick has joined us. Um, You've probably heard us talk about Patrick every now and again. Um, Sometimes he's referred to as Pat. Sometimes he's called Patrick. Um, So, but we have referred to him many times. There was a funny story about him last week. Patty the Sugar Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) That nobody ever calls me that. Sugar Daddy Patty. It's a terrible name. We we did bring up uh, the story in our last episode of Cyclops. Oh. So here he is himself. Cyclops. 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 Um, <laughs> so, but another reason why we asked Patrick to come on is, uh, like us, Patrick is a huge fan of The Simpsons. Um, that is really what started our friendship. Uh, we both worked at the Home Depot together, and a lot of times we spent just quoting and talking about The Simpsons. And um, so... When we kind of started this, we thought Patrick should definitely be one of the people that came on. So, without any further ado, let me turn it over to Patrick. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the show. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the lies Brian spews about you. I think that's that's probably a good place to start. So, I think it was on the first episode, where, or maybe the intro episode, where you guys were talking about like where you came up with the idea for the podcast. And there was this story about going to see Kevin Smith and me and Brian talking it over and saying, we should start a podcast. I'd like to clear up the record. I've never seen Kevin Smith live, not for lack of wanting, but that was not who we saw. I think it was Kev- I think it was Chris Hardwick, actually, because he's a big podcaster. We have seen Chris Hardwick with Patrick more than once. Or maybe once. I think once at UB. It was once that. We've seen Chris Hardwick more than once. I believe it, it was brought up after that, but, I mean, I I don't doubt her story of him saying, just start a podcast, but I was not there. Okay. Well, you know, you get older and you stop, stop remembering things, or That's you true. make things up. So Stop remembering. That's <laughs> otherwise known as forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, other than that, uh, as 
Brian said, huge fan of The Simpsons. I think our love of The Simpsons was brought up at both of our weddings in respective best man speeches. That is correct. That was pretty much how we spent all of our time at uh, at the Home Depot. There, there's still one of my favorite stories was Brian being insistent, and this was before like we had worldwide internet. You knew it was coming. <laughs> this is before we had like you know internet access all the time, no smartphones. I'm surprised you didn't pick this as the episode just to bring I, I it up. I thought about it, but it's not a great enough episode to make it worthwhile. <laughs> um, and Brian was insistent that Milhouse says, well, why did I have the tank, Bart? Why did I have the tank? And, in fact, it is, why did I have the bull, Bart? Why did I have the bull? Yep. I'm sure Tim was screaming into the into what he was listening to as you were saying <laughs> that. <laughs> I know, I know. But, nonetheless, that was uh, that was how it all started. Okay. So Patrick's also wearing a Simpsons t-shirt. I am. He I, is. I oh, look at that. that out. Look at that. We'll, we'll throw that on the Facebook. And he's also uh, wearing a Disney hat, so he's part of the whole thing. Repping both teams. Yep. <laughs> uh, now that they're on uh, the Disney family. All right, so um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what drew you to The Simpsons? So obviously you were watching the show even before we had met, of course. Right. So what kind of drew you to the show? You know, what got you interested in it? You know, things like that. Definitely uh, would actually be my brother. My brother started watching it, and because I was, you know, the annoying little brother, just did everything he did. And I remember my mother being, like, adamantly against it. Like, she hated the show Mm -hmm. when it was first on. Because, like, it was was controversial when it first started. Sure. So, like, we kind of had to... We didn't watch it, like, in secret, but it wasn't a family event. It was, like, me and my brother watching it. And even still to this day, him and I quote it regularly as well. So now, were you watching it on Sundays, or were you watching it in syndication? Both. I, I definitely remember watching episodes live, but most of it was syndication on, on Fox. I still remember, like, used to be on at 11 o'clock every night, yep. and, or even actually earlier. Well, it was on Fox 29, had it at like 5 or 6. Yes. And then, or no, the Canadian station had it on at that time, and then Fox had it on at 11. Right. So you could watch it like twice a day. I think at one point it was even three times a day. Uh, yeah, it's tough to even say like what season it was that I started. Like I, I remember going back and watching the earlier seasons, but it probably wasn't until like season two, maybe three, that I really got into it um, full on. And of course, I'm I'm the one that gets referred to on the the show on the podcast of you know the person who poo poos the the later episodes, the later seasons, I should say. Yes, I'm usually the one that gets called out for that. So. Which, oddly enough, uh, the episode that was on last week, Brendan and I were watching it, and he actually said he really enjoyed it and is thinking of maybe breaking down that episode. Yes, that was season... Well, it was... It was the la- season latest Season 31. Episode. I mean, I don't dislike, like, wholesale all the the seasons, but, like, it's not... Like, the the season we're going to look at today, the episode from that season, the whole almost the whole season is, like, across the board great. And... There's still a lot of se- a lot of episodes that come up, um, you know, nowadays, later ones, but probably into like the early 20s is where I kind of stopped watching. Yeah, and we've had many an argument over that. I know. But, um, Carl actually brought it up. I think he said it very well last week, where he was just saying that, like, you know, you're not going to watch the show now and not laugh. Like it's still fun and it's still. Um, you know, entertaining and whatnot, but it just doesn't have that same pull that it used to have. So it it, de- it definitely is a different show, definitely has a different feel to it and things like that. But, I mean, he did fully go on and say, like, you know, he doesn't watch it regularly anymore. But he said, you know, if I do turn it on, 
I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just Absolutely. don't really get around to it. Yeah, there's especially like holiday episodes, the the Treehouse of Horror, the Christmas time episodes. I still love those ones, even the newer ones. Like the one a couple years ago where Homer like loses memory because mm-hmm. they're planning the surprise party for him. I love that episode, and that's that's a relatively new right. episode. All right. Well, again, thank you for joining us today. Um, we're really looking forward to it. He is actually very well prepared. He has a uh, what is that? A Chromebook? Uh, no, I mean a, it's an Ultrabook. You know, got got my. So yeah, he's got his computer in front of him with with notes and. But he he is a teacher, so it kind of makes sense that he would be very well prepared. A teacher of a school that wasn't, you know, shut down. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, I wasn't a teacher. I was a proctor. He was a proctor. We've established yeah, that. He was a math proctor. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Are you ready for the useless weather update? And we don't have Carl here to throw things at him to stop him. <laughs> um, hello there. So today, where we live, the weather is for... <laughs> 45 degrees Fahrenheit. It feels like 43 degrees. It's partly cloudy. It is 2.46 p.m. That's the new part. The pollen count. The humidity is 34%. The dew point is 18 degrees. The wind is 5. What's the pollen count? What's that in knots? I knew I was waiting for the knots. What's the pollen count? I don't know. (gasps) Oh no, she doesn't know the pollen. It's not there. But the Crap. air quality is fair. Okay, it's fair. Well. So sorry, no pollen count this time. Dang. She when she it. moves away and changes her name, I'm gonna entirely blame it on Brenda. I found the <laughs> oh, she found the pollen. Here What's we go. Pollen count. It's too low, medium. That's good. <laughs> People are able to breathe. That's a, that's a good thing. Except it's too cold. Yes. I mean, well, not today. Nice yeah, not today. 45. No, so actually, not. It's balmy 45 right now. So. Not gonna get any more snow days anytime soon. I haven't gotten a single snow day. Oh, well, you, you just have. got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be complaining. So actually, that brings up an interesting thing. Um, when I was teaching, snow days, of course, were great. So from your perspective, is it better to have a snow day as a child or a student or as a teacher? I mean, they're almost neck and neck. Um I mean, like, as a teacher, it's a little annoying that it, like, throws off your plans, like, but at the same time, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, you get a day off. Slide those plans exactly. right. It was It's pretty great. Like, we had one on a, it made a nice long weekend. It was a three-day weekend. It was great. So. Yeah, because I remember, I think I would say that for me, as a teacher, it was better to have a snow day than I remember it. I mean, of course, it was great as a child, too. But as a teacher, I just I, I felt like it was even better. I feel like I hope for them more than my students. Yeah, that's like probably. I I do I, I I have dismissal at the end of the day, and I kind of do like a bit of a snow day dance as they're leaving, <laughs> and then they look downward and pretend like I don't exist. It's, oh <laughs> so what do you guys think, Brendan and Kaylin? Snow days? Uh, snow days are the best things ever invented. I mean, they're clearly awesome. <laughs> He, I don't, You're not going to find many kids that are like, I don't like a snow day. I, I, I wasn't asking if they like them or dislike them, just their thoughts on snow days. Because I think everyone around the world would say snow days are a good thing. Except, Except maybe, for the people in California. Or parents. Or parents Florida. probably don't love parents snow days. do not love snow days. So. Although, I mean... All right. So, we are all on board for snow days. Yes. <laughs> just to clear that up. Just, just to make it clear. So, all right. Thank you. 
All right, so now it is time for our Ion Springfield segment where we discuss. No, we don't want to get sued. <laughs> yes, I, I toyed with potentially trying to fit that song in here, but I'm like, I'm not going to go after that. You just need a lot of like a ridiculous electric guitar. That's all you need. There you go. So, Kalen, get get started on that. You said you want to do some music for these segments. <laughs> Many times people have said that the Simpsons have predicted the future. Uh, we just recently talked about during the Super Bowl that the Simpsons may have predicted but they the didn't, Super Bowl winner, but they did not. Yep, that is correct. They were not correct in that prediction. Uh, but now there's a new one, which I think this one's a little bit of a stretch, but they're trying to say that the Simpsons predicted coronavirus. Yeah, I don't, I don't so, so there was an episode in 1993, 1993 called... 1993. <laughs> 1990. <laughs> 1996. The Kaiser stole our word for zero. <laughs> so it was called Margin Chains, um, and that was where the Osaka flu was the big thing, and the Japanese uh, people were packaging things, and they coughed into the box, and then it went in and... You know, everybody in Springfield got the flu. I think they used that, like, when they talked about swine flu coming yeah. out, too. Like, they were like, oh, it predicted swine right. flu. The show can't predict every single illness. That's not a thing. Right. And it's like, I mean, oddly enough, some of the things that they've done have been... Dead on. Absolutely. But a lot of times, too, you wonder, like... They predicted Disney buying Fox, like, Disney owning everything. Right. They predicted all the Trump stuff, too. Which, and that was creepy. Yes, that's true. Actual shot by President, shot. President Trump. Well, no, the him coming down the escalator was done after the fact. Oh, was it? Yeah. But no, they, they when Lisa is president, they did say, like, you you inherited quite a deficit from President Trump. But and Sorry, Tim, if that's not quote. <laughs> but, and his logo, the Trump logo, yes. was almost identical to it was when he was president on The Simpsons, so... So yeah, I, I think people kind of take it a little too far, and like they're really trying to grasp at star or straws. Um, but kind of an interesting thought. So so I don't know how I feel about that, but you know it's out there. Some people are feeling that they may have predicted the future again. All right, well, um, so that's all I have on Ion Springfield. So let's go over to Corey for news and views. You're messing me up, man. Okay, how am I so, messing you up? I mean, this is very. Where do I even start? There are so many. There are a few. There aren't that many. So, um, I guess the first one is, would you ever like a private concert with Michael Buble? Meh. Well, a bunch of gorillas in Australia got a private concert with Michael Buble. Gorillas? Gorillas. I'm not joking. So, they play music for the animals and... Zoo in Australia. I believe it's Victoria, Australia. And they found out that these gorillas happen to love the Michael Bublé holiday album. Okay. Someone told this to Michael Bublé, and he's like, you know what? Let me go there and do a private concert for the gorillas. I'm not making this up. Michael Bublé performed a private concert for gorillas in australia is there a video of this i probably i i just want to see the gorillas response yeah it's probably on youtube currently they're probably like hmm. like are there two gorillas like slow dancing with each other oh. or, yes. <laughs> one gorilla crying because he sang that real sappy song he has too bad they don't have opposable thumbs <laughs> did they throw poop at him 
no. Just the ones that didn't like yeah, us. Yeah, they didn't not like <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of private concerts, but not Michael Buble, let's go on to Little Nas X, who crashed a wedding that was being held at Disney World. And everyone was, well, it was a bunch of millennials, obviously. Everyone was super excited because it was Little Nas X. Apparently, he met the bride, like, I don't know, they were taking pictures, he stopped them, and he's like, Oh, is there a video? Kaylin just yeah. pulled up the video for the gorilla. <laughs> We're going to put it on the Facebook page or on, yeah. put it on Instagram. Put it on the Instagram. And then he's like, oh, you know, you guys got married. Congratulations. He's like, hey, I'm going to come to your reception. And they're like, yes, come with us, little Nas X. They're like, nothing. <laughs> I'm not a fan of your old town road. Old Time Road? What's it called? Old Town Road. Old Town Road. And didn't you at once think it was that he was going to take his horse? Galen thought that. Take his horse to the hotel room. To the hotel room? Well, I did. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was when it first came Anyways, out. Anyways, so no one told anyone that Little Nas X was coming, and he walked into the reception with the bride, and everyone lost their minds. I thought you were going to say Wait, he horse. took the bride? Yeah. Well... <laughs> doesn't like girls. Oh, that's right. So it's fine. And Kaylin, just so you know, you don't have to feel bad about getting lyrics wrong, because of course we know that in things we do for love... When you feel like the barbecue is dying. When you feel like the barbecue is dying is the actual lyric that they say. No, it's not. No, it isn't. (laughs) No, it isn't. And of course... What? What is it? I'm... I'm when going, it feels feel like, like a part sued. of you is And dying. I don't know what you're talking what, you're about. in the rain and the snow when there's nowhere to go. And you feel like a part of you is dying. No, you're feeling like and you're the barbecue for is the answers dying. in her eyes. You think you're going to break up. Okay, that's too much. Says, that is too much. Now we do have to pay for it. if you keep singing. That's true. I mean... What what soft rock seventies band wouldn't want a little promotion? I don't know who sings that. Oh no! <laughs> someone, someone Google this so we can give them some promotion. Researcher. Oh my and god! And also, Kayla and I will mention that the for the longest for time, called. Corey thought in that Taylor Swift song that it was the star-crossed lovers she thought it was the starbucks lovers i did not think that a person that i knew thought that but i thought you thought it as well Bre- the Bre- things Brennan has we your do for love song by 10 cc 10 cc who hears what? of them go google them people give them a little <laughs> money on spotify give them at least five cents i've Other never heard recordings. that band name ever what uh did they do neither have their parents and don't let go they're Definitely a. Did they do Hold On Loosely? I thought it was Hold On Lucy. Oh my god, <laughs> help me! <laughs> We're never getting to the episode at all. At this all point. right, I'm sorry. Go go back to your news. Okay, so um, Kanye West made out with Kim Kardashian in an elevator in Paris, but that's not the news. Here's the news. So he got what? off of the elevator, and there were monkeys there. <laughs> No, he got off of the elevator and he like just turned around, walk into his room. Kim Kardashian was left to get all of the Gucci bags on the elevator. And then she's like struggling to get the bags out and the elevator doors close on her. 
Is there Kanye, video of that? Yes, there is. Kanye clearly didn't care. Um, Amanda Bynes apologizes to everyone that she called ugly on Twitter, including Rihanna and my best friend Chrissy Teigen. And then she says she was really drugged out when she wrote those tweets, so you can't blame her. But you can, Amanda, because you're the one who did this. Now, here is... Amanda Bynes. She's fallen here, so far. Here is... The, she's not all that anymore. Oh. Here is here is the best story I found. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> in Las Vegas. You know how there are pigeons in Las Vegas. Sure. And Absolutely. They we were just, there. And they just, like, hang out. Have yeah. you ever seen pigeons in mega hats in Las Vegas? Cause it happened. I I heard that someone That's was the putting, second time they've. Done I heard that someone too. was putting cowboy hats on pigeons, which nope. is adorable. <laughs> That's but adorable. now they're putting mega hats. Mega hats. Now it was before the Democratic <sighs> debate, and it was done by a group of Trump supporters. But there are pictures of this. There are pigeons and tiny mega hats. How did they even just, fit that on there? I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? They, like Go they on custom Etsy design and like ask someone, "Can you do this for me?" Imagine the pigeons. They love it. The pigeons. Think of the pigeons. Why did you say the pigeons like? That? Like imagine them in their hats. <laughs> imagine the pigeons. Imagine the pigeons. This episode's about Simpsons, right? I don't know. I don't know. Is it? I feel okay. like there's two parts. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> there's two parts here. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we move on here, we would be remiss if we didn't go to our romper room shoutouts. <gasps> Where's my mirror? Oh, there it is. I've got the mirror, and I'm looking at it. Oh, it's a little dirty. Hang on. Why is whoop, it always dirty? Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's me cleaning the mirror. <laughs> whoop, I don't remember whoop, this whoop. part in the last one. Because that's the sound of streaks. So... On the <laughs> I didn't know she was bringing Foley work to the podcast. I'm a master of all trades. No, wait. I don't know. I'm a jack of all trades and a master of my own universe. Did this happen in the last episode? I hope not. No. I'm afraid of toasters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a... What is going on? Nobody knows. Exactly what she's talking about for you. It's Kaylin's meme. Anyways, so I'm looking in the mirror, and I see Carl Duty straight away, because if I don't, he'll be mad. I see Susie, I see Mike, I see Maurice, Teresa, I don't see London, because she doesn't even listen, and whatever. So then why'd see, you mention her? I see Patrick, I'm looking right at him! <laughs> I see Tim, I see Tim's friend, who I don't know. I have a new I have a new real person who listens. His name's Jay. He's my buddy from work. Hi, Jay. Mary Beth, who says she's not listening yet, but she's going to. So by the time this comes out, maybe she will. Which will be in two years. Um, I see. Who was that person I saw last week? Her name's Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Sorry, I almost called you Christy. No offense. Uh, <laughs> I see T.J. Miller. Chrissy Teigen, as I said, also a fan. Not John Legend. And they were just on The Simpsons last week. Yes, they were. So maybe John Legend is listening now. Ron Funches, my best friend. Cash Levy. Richard Gere. Oh. <laughs> yep. yep. Corey Jason Manzoukas. I was, I was told Corey Haim listens to this. From the grave, apparently. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I yeah. never remember which Corey Jason Manzukis, 
He's my other buddy. Just that was Patrick's. Ascension Millennium, and you'll know who's alive. No, 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 no. Let's not do this. Let's not do that. <laughs> because I, I failed to mention Karen and Georgia and uh, Conan O'Brien, who's your best friend. <laughs> he needs a friend, I heard. He does. So, Conan, and... we're here for... Wait, if this gets popular, maybe you can be on his podcast. And who else do I see? Or we see? can have him on our. Yeah, but he probably wouldn't do that. I don't How see dare Dean. You. Dean's not around <laughs> here. That kind of negativity is not going to keep this podcast around. Alas, I have to put the mirror away for another... Do- oh, I almost broke it. Nope. Don't worry, guys. That would be Could seven years somewhere where you don't have to wash it all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you should Sorry. you should pull the drawstring on that bag oh. so dirt doesn't get in. Sorry. On that Sorry. velvet bag. It looks like a Crown Royal bag. Jessica and Caleb, I'm sorry. Hello. I almost forgot my real friends. In lieu of my <laughs> fake friend, TJ Miller. Why is it Who's always going TJ to be at helium? Exposing Guys, yourself. He's going to be at helium. He's going to be at TJ Miller. Oh my God. What is happening? Please, please. He's going please, off the rails. Please, yes. Please you, help you, me. You can just see her brain just like please slowly deteriorating as it's happening. Please help me. Yes, TJ Miller's going to be performing at Helium in a few weeks, so maybe we'll actually get to meet Maybe this episode days. will be out before then? Hopefully. Probably not. No, it's late March, so I think we're good. But All right. So are we good? Romper Room Mirror is away? It's gone. It okay. is away. All right. So before we move into our episode, let me just remind you that we have some social media presence. So, of course, you can get us on Facebook by looking for So It's Come to This Pod. Um, you can also email us. We have no emails this week. Um, at So It's Come to This Pod at gmail.com. And uh, for the two. Yeah, I don't know if it's even necessary to shout out the Twitter anymore. I don't post anything. Even though I tell you to. Ah, yeah. Uh, if you really want to follow it, it's at It's Come the Number Two This Pod. But you do look, if someone said something on there, you would actually respond back, right? Or did you not respond to I Tim like respond. I told you to? I'm sorry, Tim. I forgot. Tim's not even listening anymore. He's like, no, 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 Hello. So, before Hello. I say anything about our Instagram, um, <laughs> so I've only told you guys when we update two episodes. I have episode seven and episode whatever number Krusty gets busted is. <laughs> so, I'm gonna get better about that. I need, um, I, ne- I need someone to send me emails. I just sent you the email for the last one. But I'm going to get better at that. And our Instagram is so it's come to this underscore pod. And one more thing. We'll be posting a new um, picture when this episode comes out. So look out for that. Okay. There you go. Awesome. Okay. So uh, thank you for that. And so let's get into this here. So obviously we have a guest here. Um, so our guest has chosen our episode. Wait, who's our guest? It's Mr. Patrick. Oh, you. okay. You know, this guy over here. <laughs> yep. So, um, Patrick, why don't you tell us what episode you picked? Um, so I picked, uh, it's a season six episode. It's episode 18. Uh, it's the 121st episode overall. I don't know the production code. I think you do. 
2F31. There we go. Uh, it first aired on March 5th, 1995, and the episode is A Star is Burns. Yeah, no, I, I picked this one. It's one of my it's one of my favorites, but I mean, it comes from season six, which just has so many great up, like Bart of Darkness, Itchy and Scratchy Land, Lisa on Ice, which I know you absolutely want to do and you plan on doing. The PTA disbands. The PTA's disbanded! Homie the Great Homer Badman, uh, Bart vs. Australia, which was a very close, um, close second, maybe third for me to pick to do my first episode. Yep. Um, Lemon of Troy, which you already did. Who shot Mr. Burns part one? Like, it's just, it's a solid season. It's hit after hit, they Getting would say. to end. Like, even the weakest episodes in it, I was still like, I would watch that episode hands down. Yep. It's yeah. funny, funny, yep. funny stuff. Um, it's also, uh, it's the first crossover episode that I can think of I believe in so. the show, uh, where they do the crossover with the critic, a short-lived but very funny um, show originally on ABC that eventually moved to Fox. It was only on the air for like two seasons. Yes. And started by Al Jean and Mike Reese. My grandma really loved that show. Did it's she hard, really? It's hard to believe, but my grandma really loved that show. Really? It yes. is, it's it's very funny. I I love it still to this yep. day. Like it's fun to watch. I had uh I showed it to Brendan the other night and didn't get anything. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> get a, a lot, lot of the references. references. It's so many them. movie references yeah. that like if yeah, it just it's one of the reasons why I think Family Guy can also be sort of hit or miss it's because if you have no idea what they're referencing, all right. right. Yeah, like for me, like again, like you, I love the show, have always loved it, and I think a lot of it has to do with that Simpsons DNA that's clearly in it. Absolutely. Um, and that prime Simpsons DNA too, because of course we're talking season five, season six. Um, so yeah, I've always really enjoyed it, but yeah, it seemed like it didn't really go over well with you like did you enjoy it or were you I, just like eh. i enjoyed it but like then again i only watched the pilot right so i'm sure it re- i feel like it requires a lot of movie knowledge yes. to fully uh-huh. appreciate it because then you get every single joke that they're making right yeah it's definitely well the good news is there's only like 24 episodes so you can get caught up real quick yeah absolutely <laughs> exactly while well, you're waiting for the good place season four <laughs> there you go all right and then um so obviously this episode directed by uh, Susie Dieter written by Ken Keller, which was the first uh, time that he wrote for a Simpsons episode. So, I'm sorry. Um, so, I know you've brought some tidbits and thing. You've done quite some extensive research here. So, I'm going to turn over, you know, that to you. All right. I mean, do we want to do show note kind of thing? Yeah, like, what, when we t- like some of the things, like, I mean, obviously, if it's specific to a specific scene or something like right. that, but, you know, background, you know, things like that, um, anything that you ended up finding. Um, so this is, it's a really controversial episode, like I, I even, I didn't quite realize it when I was picking it, but uh, this is one of the, maybe the only episode, I couldn't find any more research about it, that Mac Raining actually asked to have his name removed from the credits, Correct. like right before it aired. Um, he was really adamantly against the episode, he thought James L. Brooks was just doing this as an ad for the critic, because it had just moved to Fox this right. year. And it was going to follow The Simpsons. And it followed The Simpsons. And he thought people would unfairly associate the show with him and think that it was, like, one of his things. And he, he I don't think he thought the show was going to be popular. Mm-hmm. And Which, technically, it wasn't, because it already got canceled on one station. This is true. <laughs> but, um, but, no, the thing that was interesting, like, when you mentioned he wanted his name removed. So, like, if you're watching the episode at the beginning where the Simpsons do the couch gag, 
when the TV goes on, it usually shows created by, and it lists the names, and Matt Groening's always on the bottom, and it's very obviously removed. It's kind of odd and strange. Yeah. Um, so the one thing he said, I found a couple things about that whole debacle. And he's, the one quote he has is, the two reasons I am opposed to this crossover is that I don't want any credit or blame for the critic, and I feel this encroachment of another cartoon character violates the Simpsons universe. The critic has nothing to do with the Simpsons world. Um, and James L. Brooks, who was producer at the time, um, then, like, fired back his Mac Raining didn't do it, like, quietly. Like, he made a big spectacle of it. He went out and about publicly and was kind of... And this was before social media, so just imagine. exactly. Yeah. So James L. Brooks said in response, I'm furious with Matt. He's been going to everybody who wears a suit at Fox and complaining about this. When he voiced his concerns about how to draw the critic into the universe, he was right, and we agreed to his changes. Certainly he's allowed his opinion, but airing this publicly in the press is going too far. He is a gifted, adorable, cuddly ingrate, but his behavior right now is rotten. And actually, as a result, um, he Mac Rating doesn't even appear on any of the Season 6 commentary on the DVD box set. You know... Back in the 90s, even when dissing people, people were still nice. They were still nice about it. They're like, he's a jerk, but we love him because he's our jerk. Well put. Like, that would not happen no. today. And, and that's why I always say, thank God I grew up when I did. Right. Because now, I wouldn't have been able to handle any of this. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, crying constantly <laughs> in my room. I cry a lot, people. Like, I cry... I'm very sensitive, but like it, now I would have been like, no, thank you. <laughs> I would have been like that little droid in Star Wars. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, so the, I mean, we can talk about the intro, I guess. Like it's a very, it's a very short intro. Yeah. Like, so they already cut it down. Yeah. And there's, there there's no, no chalkboard. chalkboard. Um, yeah, there is a couch gag. Um, yes. Family runs in. But all the sizes are are reversed, so Maggie's the largest, Homer's the smallest. Yeah. Um, so, is what it is. But then, yeah, right after that, goes to the TV, no Mac Rainey. So the episode starts with Ion Springfield. Actually, I'm sorry, before you get into that, um, some of my other research in looking into this, I saw that not only does Mac Groening dislike this episode, this episode got panned by a lot of people. Oh, yeah, I was, reading, people, I was reading online. Yeah, views of it, a and lot it's of people just like, don't like it. All it was, I mean, again at the time, I think to look back on it now, years and years and years later, like we're fifteen years since it aired. No, 20, 25 years. Yeah, twenty five. God, we're old. Um, <laughs> twenty five years since it aired, like it, I think it still holds up. Like it's mm-hmm. got some of my, our favorite lines. Like we use some of the lines that we're going to talk about constantly. Right. Right. Um, but I can see, like, in the moment, people really disliking it. Um, you know, on message boards, people were, like, just ripping it apart. Right. On Simpsons Archive, yeah. the reviews on there are brutal. Right. Like, But then then there's still a handful of people that were like, you know what, I don't care if Mac Raining didn't like it. I like it. If you like the critic, yeah, I think going to like the episode. If you didn't... Right. I think that's the driving factor. And from what I saw, a lot of people, that's why they didn't like it. Because they just felt like, oh, this is clearly just a way to get the critic's name out there, basically what Macarena was saying. And, I mean, they're not necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. but I think that's why I do like it, because I also do love the critic, 
And yes, there's some very quotable moments and some very funny things, but a lot of people say it didn't quite have the same type of structure that a typical Simpsons show has. It does have, like, a lot of times Simpsons shows will have the A story and the B story. There really wasn't that at all. It was just one continuous story, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But again, that's not one of the trademarks of a Simpsons episode. So I think that's where a lot of people were a little upset by it but yeah i think you nailed it if you don't like the critic you might not like this episode um so and then if you love the critic you'll probably love this episode so all right sorry go ahead um so we start off with ion springfield yep i have a question why are there so many ladies in the ion springfield (laughs) that was us i noticed that too because this is actually i looked it up and this is the this is the sixth time they've had ion springfield in but the were show. there ever that many ladies? But no, no, it was it jumped out like there's so much sexual weird. imagery in it. It's very creepy. I think it was just kind of like them saying, "Hey, this is the direction news is going towards, right. trying to catch eyes and you know things like that." There and were a lot of ladies. There was, and one lady bodybuilder. I noticed. <laughs> yes. and I'm like, what is going on? Even. Um, I looked it up, and actually, it's based on Ion LA, which is this longtime oh, okay. news program. Oh, that could have been Los why. Angeles. It's been running since 1980. Yeah, I think that's that a lot of That could have been why, because there were a lot of bikinis also, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, is Springfield that warm? And the, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's coastal, at least. That makes sense. But um, I watched an intro of it on YouTube, and it's also got like a ridiculous amount of electric guitar. Like It's just <laughs> jamming out from the 80s. Like It's ridiculous. So that's clearly a big influence. But right. my favorite part of that intro is the animals being led into I was, yes. yes I wrote that and down and the people coming out with, <laughs> yes. I'm like oh that's no so yeah so what Patrick's talking about there's a part where Krusty's or you see all these animals in a line and you don't understand what's going on then like you an see, elephant it's yes. almost like Noah's Ark it, yeah exactly and yeah. I'm like what's going on and, here and you see Krusty at the front of the line and you try to figure out what's going on and then you realize they're going into the Krusty Burger and then on the other side you see all the customers coming in Coming out. Going with out. Going out. Customers coming Crusty out, and then Krusty runs in front of the camera and is all ticked yes, off. That was funny. So, yeah, a little montage that was good, you know, with Ion Springfield and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, so we see the rapping rabbis. And I, and <laughs> I want to see them back. Me, I really want to see them back. That reminded me of, do you guys remember a rapper called Modest Yahoo? Modest Yahoo. I've yes. seen live. Absolutely. Yeah, he's and a- then I'm like, was he a rabbi? He was not. He was not. But... He also... I feel like he came into being well after this. Right. Yes. He was inspired by the rapping rabbis. <laughs> Let's say that. Modest Yahoo, if you're listening, drop us an email and let us know. Oh, my God. Shaving. <laughs> he cut all the facial hair off. He looks totally different. Yeah. And then my favorite, Marjorie Jewish. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, because they're up there saying you can't, they're you saying can't you can't pork. touch this. Can't touch it. And they show the. Don't eat pork, not even with a fork. Yeah. And then, yes, Homer says, Marjorie Jewish. And she says, no. And he goes, woo! And magically produces a, a whole roasted pig out of thin air. Like, he's really a, mag- he's a magician. Um, so, yeah, and I also liked in. A uh, little more on the eye on Springfield when Ken Brockman's doing the report, and he's like, "We all stink." That's exactly yeah, that's what like, I had next. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> hey!" And then yeah, he's just talking about how basically the town has uh, very little culture, which dead last in science, dead last in science. And I loved the part with Krusty. Oh yes, Skinner go to that being, first. They were um, <laughs> kind of crucifying him. He's on the stake. He's like, "But what does he say?" 
the we sun. We do revolve we around. We do revolve around. The Earth does revolve around the and sun. And Grandpa's like, Big Bird! <laughs> And then he thinks the photographer steals his yes. yes. <laughs> and a cloud. Aww. He's just he does yeah, he doesn't they say dead last in science yep. and they do that and then dead last in culture. In the culture and the arts, and then we see Krusty <laughs> in a play <laughs> of, for F- of FDR. Of FDR. And he gets up who was and, yep, historically in a wheelchair. And he gets up and he's walking, he goes, Oh, that's right, I'm crippled and sits back down in the wheelchair. <laughs> Krusty has never been PC. <laughs> but the thing I loved about that, too, is the woman's reaction when he gets up and you just see her face like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. So, yeah, so obviously from there, uh, we go into a town hall meeting. But Marge says something to Homer, and I don't remember what she says, but he goes, I'm just... One, One man. man. <laughs> Can I, yeah, Lisa? No, yeah, Lisa says like, yeah, the um, you know, people start ignoring our town and like we'll be shunned. And then he's like, "But what can I do? I'm just one man." <laughs> <laughs> and Bart, of course, is upset because now he can no longer run his maps to movie stars' home scheme. <laughs> yeah, wherein wherein Drew Barrymore is apparently living in Moe's house or vice versa. Yes, yeah, so the thing I love about that too is when Mo comes out. Now, Kalen, Mo's favorite character, right? Yeah. So, what'd you think of seeing Mo the way you saw him? It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, he comes to open the door in his underwear, and, uh, you know, they're asking for Drew Barrymore, and, you know, he sh- shoves them off. And then the best part is when the woman's like, Thank you, Mrs. Sorry, Barrymore. Sorry, Mrs. Barrymore. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Mrs. Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, so so now we we go back to the town hall meeting, you know, which yes. that seems to happen a lot in this town. Mob mentality. Mob mentality, yep. So, um, but again, uh, Marge kind of leads the discussion here. But before she does, Bart has a presentation. <laughs> there's two, there's two there ideas. two things, yeah. One is a little dated now, I feel. But I still laugh. Patty and Selma suggest Seinfeld. changing Springfield's name to Seinfeld to mooch off his popularity. And I still laugh. And then a they lot. had the the baseline to kind of simulate <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, you're fine. You're gonna get sued. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, so then Bart has an idea. <laughs> I laugh. I've watched this episode so many times now, and I still laugh audibly and almost fall off the couch when he says because. <laughs> He puts up a picture that is clearly a close-up of his butt, <laughs> and he says, and this is one of my favorite lines, somewhere in this windy valley is the lost Dutchman's mine. <laughs> the windy valley part, I was, I'm still tearing up. So, well, apparently lost Dutchman's mine is like an actual thing. A real thing, thing supposedly. Yeah, yeah. where... Yeah. Is it a scam or I forget. I was looking it up. And I... Yeah, it's it's probably like that, like that Oak Island thing, yeah. like... But the the Windy Valley thing, and then he tries to get away, <laughs> and he gets caught up. The last time I listened to Millhouse, <laughs> Millhouse is up there with him. <laughs> All right, but then we go into Marge's suggestions, and, and of I course, love the one guy's like, oh, Marge Simpson. Just talk again, huh? and you know, naturally, she has some bad ideas in the past. But the metric system is a tool of the devil. <laughs> my car gets 40 ro- rods to the hog's head and that's the way I likes it <laughs> I looked up the math yes, for that yes it's too. not good 
It's terrible. It's .00198 miles per gallon, which comes out to 10.45 feet per gallon. <laughs> That's awful. But also, I think it's funny how, like, in the previous scene, he's anti-science and thinks yes. it's... <laughs> His soul got stolen by the yes. photographer, but now he has a car. So okay, <laughs> I, this is—it's just more Abe being Abe. Well, it's and it's like Matt Groening has said multiple times. I know we disowned this episode, but he always says Springfield and The Simpsons rubber band reality. Mm-hmm. Don't try to find continuity because you're not going to find it. Yeah, no, the forty rocks of the ho- rods of the hogshead is great. Just bizarre absurd like that sounds like something that would also come out of burns as well. yes yeah. yep well they're about the same age so. yeah <laughs> makes sense sometimes sometimes they're not that's true <laughs> and that's that, always different the thing adding on to that is i love right after grandpa goes on that little tirade mary quimby goes we will have the old man's yes. comments stricken for the record <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so marge comes up with the idea for a film festival um, so and the town gets very excited about it. Uh, they seem to be all on board, and they're asking, "Well, can we make our own films?" And she says, "Yeah, of course you can. You know, you can make your own films and everything." So everybody starts to get very excited about it. Um, so then, um, oh, what is the thing that she says where everybody? Because she she brings up the film festival idea. She says, I have some other yes. ideas. And they go, don't, don't press push your luck. Your luck. <laughs> don't, don't push, push your luck. luck. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, so yeah, so then we see um, a few of the films being created. So Bart creates the film The Eternal Struggle, <laughs> which I guess was oh. in reference to... Um, What's his name? Criswell in Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh. The introduction yes. and all of that is supposed to parody that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is called The Eternal Struggle. And it is just a video of Homer trying to get his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and then he thinks, oh, he notices the belt is still buckled. And it doesn't make it any easier. No. It He's still just... And he's struggling and he says, with it. What does he say? My poor Homer. The pants, and then he says, "My Aunt Fanny." I can't. Well, he write, mentions write the dockers too. Yeah, so he's like easy fit or something. Yes. Relaxed fit. Relaxed fit, my Aunt Fanny. And then I didn't pick up much from the commentary, but one thing I did pick up because actually in the commentary, the majority of it was them just talking about the critic because John Lovitz was on it, um, which was fine and I enjoyed, but it didn't really bring a lot to talk about for this episode. However, they did say the one thing, um, I forget who said it, but what they mentioned was when they saw The Incredibles for the first time, that scene where Mr. Incredible is struggling to get his suit on, they were like, huh, that looks oddly familiar. And Brad Bird yep, he used to work on The Simpsons. To work yep. on Simpsons. So. so my favorite movie... <laughs> that they showed us that they showed was being made was Flanders's movie. Yes, not yes. titled sadly, but clearly uh, about the life of Moses. Yep, yes. Todd is baby Moses, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it gets swept down the river. And one of my favorite parts: "Help me, <laughs> help me." <laughs> yeah, that one still holds up. And then Flanders saying, Flanders to God, Flanders to God, get off your cloud and save my Todd. <laughs> and he sends a tree down for him. It does. Oakley and then doakley. he says, Oakley doakley. With five fingers. Five fingers, absolutely. Well, four fingers with them. So, and then um, they also mentioned, too, that in 
that scene, God sounds suspiciously, suspiciously like Dr. Hibbert. Kind of. Yeah, he does sound a lot like Hibbert, so... So then right. Marge, is, Marge is picking a critic. Did you know that there are over 600 critics on TV and Leonard Malton is the best looking of them all? <laughs> Make sure to throw a picture of Leonard Malton on the uh, on the social media feed. Kaylin, can you put a picture of Leonard Malton on our he is social a, media? Um, he's an interesting looking fellow. He's a distinguished looking fellow. He's distinguished, I'll say that, that works. I'll, I'll get you the information later. So um, I don't know how to... But... <laughs> One of my favorite things. So she starts watching uh, a segment of The Critic, which is <laughs> literally almost what they do on The Critic. It was pretty much like they just took that and just did it um, for The Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> Distinguished. And um, so Jay is about... So actually, I should mention that. Jay Sherman, uh, played by John Lovitz, the great John Lovitz. Uh, just one of those voices. Just Once again, I voices. love his voice. Yep. Um, and I may also mention, too, another guest voice on this episode is Maurice LaMarche, which we'll talk more about in a little bit, because, um, of course, he's fantastic. He's been in so much yes, stuff. so much stuff. Um, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. But so Jay Sherman, um, as was done on The Critic... What they would always do is they would show him recording a show where he's critiquing a movie, of course, and he usually says it stinks. And um, so they would show the movie, a little parody of something. Usually not movies that existed, though. No, it was always a parody. Yeah, a parody of something or like a sequel or something like that. He starts out with Death Wish 9. Death Wish 9. (laughs) And he says, I wish I was dead. And then, of course... He watches one of my favorites, <laughs> McBain in Let's, Let's Get, Get Silly. silly. <laughs> which is Did an you $80, million dollar, $80 million film is just 90 minutes in front Did of the Did you ever wall. notice how men never put the toilet seat down? That's the that's joke. The that's joke. the joke. And that's a line that really, like, I feel like has held on, too. Yes. Is, that's the joke. Like, if there's a pause yep. and nobody's getting it, <laughs> that's the joke. And then someone yells that he sucks. And he pulls he takes out, out a gun. Yeah, an assault <laughs> rifle and just starts shooting at people. And then he makes a Woody Allen joke. Yes. I'm a neurotic nerd. <laughs> like sleeping with little girls. Which again is a too timely of a reference, I feel like, for for now to really mm-hmm. work, but And then he throws a grenade into the crowd yes. to respond <laughs> to that. And then yes, he makes the comment, I think uh, Patrick just brought eighty million dollars and ninety minutes in front of a brick. And then Jay says, How do you sleep at night? On a, on top of a pile of money with beautiful ladies. With many oh, beautiful ladies. I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, so they they both are because Lisa's watching yes. along with, and Lisa likes him and says that you know all these good things about him, and says he's clearly not obsessed with his physical appearance. And Homer walks by and says, "My ears are burning." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she says some other nice things about him. Yes, too, yeah. and he's like, "My ears are burning," and we're like, "Oh, we're not talking about you, Dad." And he's like, "No." Really, my ears are burning. I wanted to see inside, so I lit a key. I lit a key. More of Homer's just total stupidity. And then one of my favorite parts, I would probably put this in the top ten Simpsons moments of all time, is Jay is walking down the street in New York City, and Marge's letter. <laughs> yeah, Regent Marge's letter, and then oh, is this a pimple or a boil? It's a pimple or a boil. She writes in Homer's ask question, and then she goes, "Look what you made me write." But so he's walking through the city, and then we see McBain, Wolfcastle, Rainier Wolfcastle, 
walking towards him and very upset because of course Jay was poking fun of him while he was on the show and he has a confrontation with him and in order to get out of it <laughs> Brandon, what does Jay say? Your shoes are untied. Your shoes are untied. Hey, nah, Nick, your shoes untied. <laughs> <laughs> the, best, the best response line. <laughs> so that McFade says, <laughs> I can't even get it up. From here, they appear <laughs> to be tied, tied but I will go, go in, in for a closer look. look. Closer inspection. No, he no, says, he says no, closer, closer look. look. First. Yes, that's right. And then clearly hours pass because it goes from daytime to nighttime. Jay and has he jumped says, into a taxi Jay has immediately. jumped into a taxi, left. And, and he says, on closer inspection, these, these are, are loafers. loafers. <laughs> Which was apparently an ad-lib line. Yes. Because originally they had Dan Castellaneta right. record it, and he just threw that in there, and then I think Harry yeah, Shearer Harry Harry does McBain. Uh, McBain, and he just he liked it so much, and he... Yep, took it in there. But oh my god, that right there is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> just find it so funny. Upon further inspection, these are loafers. Just oh, uh, love it. Just absolutely love it. <laughs> so that then yeah, that closes out Act One. Then. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, <laughs> you see the Simpsons in the airport, <laughs> and. The New York plane cuts off all the other plane and goes, "Hey, I'm landing, <laughs> landing here. here." Which did you notice on the graffiti? Graffiti fox was on there. There's a fox yes. one. Yeah, that's right. Um, so then, Kaylin, do you remember what was on the sign that Homer wrote? Simpson. Yeah. So he writes Simpson. This is one of my favorite tropes. Brenda, <laughs> so, why don't you tell us about it then? So Homer writes Simpson on his sign and has it held up, and Marge says. That's not supposed to say Simpson. That's supposed to say Jay's name. And Homer is like, okay, I'll fix it. Erases it. Writes. Turns it around and it still says Simpson. (laughs) Does it again. Does it again. Writes. Turns it around and it says Simpson again. I don't know why, but I love that trope. It's hilarious. And it's comedy in threes. He does it three times. So, yep. Um, Yeah, go ahead. It's not exactly how it was in the show, but I've definitely done that, where I'm supposed to write something, and then I'm like, oh, I'll just erase this, and then I just write it again. <laughs> <laughs> so you could um, you could understand where Homer was coming from, then. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have a, Everyone has a little bit of hoju inside of them. I can't with that! I can't with that line! I went into our recording today thinking to myself, I have to bring up Hoju somehow. How am I going to do it? You should bring it up every episode. There it was. Check mark. I don't know why he loves Hoju so much. <laughs> Will you be Homer Jr.? We'll call you Hoju for sure. Alright, back on track here. So, so Jay, uh, you know, recognizes Marge's hair from the plane. He saw her hair from the plane. (laughs) And says to Homer, you must be the man who didn't know if it was a pimple or a boil. It was a gummy bear. It was a gummy bear. (laughs) (laughs) Continuing the trend of Homer losing food down his shirt. I do that a lot. (laughs) It's true. Finding finding peanuts randomly everywhere. So yeah, so then they end up at the Simpsons house. Well, Bart's watching... The Jetsons meet the Flintstones, and he says, I smell another cheap cartoon crossover. (laughs) 
So I like, like, I like that that's one of those moments where the show is already picking on itself. Like, it always tends to do yes. that, but, like, they, they're, they know, like. Yeah, and then <laughs> I just love when Jay walks in right after that. Bart looks at him and goes, Mr. Sherman, I love your show. And I think all kids should watch it. And then he turns away and just goes, I suddenly feel dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I suddenly feel so dirty. So then we transition into uh, Burns and Smithers. And I I love the intro to it because they zoom in on his desk while playing. Play. They play the Emperor's March. Yeah, the Imperial March from Star Imperial. Wars. Imperial March. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll I'll turn in my nerd card now. <laughs> <laughs> and, Come um, on, man. So they're lamenting that the the power plant's profits are down 37 percent, and Smithers says, and this is another great line. Smithers says that market research shows people see you as something of an ogre. To which Burns replies, "I got to club them and eat their bones." <laughs> <laughs> the true sign of an ogre. Yep. It's great. Um, so then Smithers, you know, gives him a whole bunch of compliments and even calls him nubile. <laughs> then Burns gets very upset, says, you left out pleasant. With the cane and says, you forgot pleasant. <laughs> so then he called, um, so they decide, you know, if, if we do this movie, we can maybe help your personal image. And, um, so Burns asks for Steven Spielberg. <laughs> And he's, Smithers says he's busy, and he says, Give me his Get me his non union Mexican, Mexican equivalent. equivalent. Which I think is a line that works for anything. Yes. Like, if you can't get who you want, yep. give me his non union Mexican That has definitely been used. Um, Senior Spielbergo. Senior Spielbergo, yes. Who, um, you know, Burns says, Do for me what, what uh, Spielberg did for Oscar Schindler. And Senior Burns says, Ah, but Senior Burns is El Diablo. You're the devil. Um, and then Burns makes. Fo- a bunch of comparisons between himself and and Schindler, and says, "We both made shells for the Nazis, but mine worked." Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like he loves being the villain. Like he's he throws his and he thinks everybody should love him for that. So. Yeah. So then we end up at the the Simpsons house again, and Jay is over. Um, and actually, I should mention this real quick: that Jay, of course, was Simpsonized. Um, mm-hmm. for the yellow, episode. So he didn't look the same as he did on The Critic. Um, so on The Simpsons, of course, they made him yellow, they gave him the overbite, and he has four fingers, whereas on The Critic, he has five. So they obviously Simpsonized him um, for the episode. So that's what, um, was it Al Jean? Yeah. Was, that, or no, I'm sorry, James L. Brooks, Brooks responded. Yeah, Brooks said, like, oh, we'll, do, we'll, we we'll make these changes him. so he fits, and apparently didn't, didn't work enough. Yeah. So, um, so they're sitting down, they're eating dinner, and him and Homer are kind of fighting over who's going to get the last pork chop. And just a ridiculous scene and with their, their two bellies. Are like dogs. This <laughs> is <laughs> the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay wins out because apparently his is bigger than Homer. No, his no, actually his towers lost. back, and then Marge just oh, yeah. says because I, he's I had the it backwards. Like, because he's the because he's the guest. guest. Get it right. Um. And then Jay just casually drops that he has all these accolades and awards. Two Pulitzers, one People's Choice Award, five Golden Globes that he kicks out of his pant leg, and then he says, where's my Emmy? And Santa's a little helper. And Santa's a little helper. Coughs it up. And then Homer pulls out his prize possession. His belching award. Yep, and he proceeds to belch, and everyone is very impressed, which um, was funny because in the past, of course, Marge 
does not like things like that, but apparently here it was fine. Right. Um, and is laughing at him. And then Jay comes out with this just huge... See, it sets off car alarms. <laughs> yes. It's that big of yeah. a curve. Knocks all the food off the table and <laughs> sets off car alarms. Maggie's pacifier. It's just huge belch, <laughs> which apparently that belch was done by Maurice LaMarge. Yes. Um, so I said we'd bring him up again. So yes, he uh, portrays that belch, which he also did on The Critic. And um, you may know Maurice LaMarche, probably best known as The Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Um, and just that great <laughs> Same voice thing that we do he every has. night, Pinky. Yep. And the, he's appeared uh, on Simpsons a bunch of times. He's appeared, appeared on Futurama a bunch. One of my favorites is whenever he does Orson Welles. Yes. <laughs> Orson, the Orson Welles bit on, on The Critic is like, to this day, my favorite thing from that show. He was in Inspector Gadget. He was Dr. Claw. Dennis Menes, Popeye and Son, The Real Ghostbusters, Tiny Toon Adventures, G.I. Joe, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, the animated series. That was a thing. I remember that. I didn't know that. The Tick. Hey, Arnold. You may as well just say every cartoon ever created. Futurama. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's... He's great. And very, a very pro- prolific uh, character actor and voice voice actor. So, But anyway, so yeah, he does that. Um, Jay lets out that huge belch. And then, is it Bart that grabs Lisa, the trophy? No, uh, yeah, Bart slides it over. And then Lisa asks, how many Pulitzer Prize winners can do that? Him and Eudora Welty. Him and Eudora Welty. Uh, and just a note on her, she was a short story writer and novelist, a very like southern mississippi style writer she won the pulitzer in 1973 for, for what book the optimist daughter there you go uh she actually won the presidential medal of freedom in 1980 mm-hmm. oh. and um i'll bring up the other point about her yes, later, on. later on but yes. yeah it's uh it like just a weird random reference like like the simpsons loves to do <laughs> yeah exactly it makes no, especially like, how back many people then. even know her at that time right. but just lord knows i didn't Exactly, yeah, completely random, um, but just, <laughs> that's just what they do. Yeah, so then, I mean, this really doesn't have much to do with the story, but it, I just loved the one comment, so the, um, Patty and Selma arrive, and you hear the doorbell. <laughs> oh, sisters. And, oh, sisters, and then Jay's off screen, and you hear him scream when he opens yes. the door. They are not attractive. But I just love, and I didn't write down his comment. But Jay says something really funny. Camus can do... Oh, no, 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 no. So I told Woody Allen. Yes. Camus can do, but Sartre is smarter. And, and then Homer... Then Homer says, Homer says, well, Scooby-Doo can do-do, but Jimmy <laughs> Carter is smarter. To which there is <laughs> silence and a tumbleweed travels across the living room it's may i say silence on the show not silence in our living room no. because i was laughing hysterically because <laughs> i love that line they use silence very effectively in this yes, episode like a couple times and that's one of them that just the the random tumbleweed the next one is coming up yeah when marge and homer are in bed and marge is trying to figure out who's going to be on the jury but before that yes before, before that, that patty and someone want to know who's gay in hollywood and mentions Harvey Firestein, who, like, that's not a surprise. Like, <laughs> and they're, and they're very Firestein. surprised. They're oh. very stunned, because, you know, he's not incredibly flamboyant. I'm sorry for listening to the show, Harvey, but I don't think you make a secret of it. Um, and then <laughs> Homer, to, tick, to just get his revenge, 
whispers in Jay's ear, and then he says, oh, MacGyver's gay. <laughs> to which then they <laughs> cut, and Jay is hanging from the gutter of the house in Justice underwear, and Bart says, ah, you, you badmouth MacGyver, didn't you? <laughs> and Jay's just babbling and yep. hanging there and rotating. It's just a great moment. Yes. Um, so yeah, so now they're we, we go back to them being in bed. They're trying to figure out who's going to be on the jury. And so Marge decides on Mayor Quimby, Krusty, Jay, and Homer starts saying that he wants to be involved. And this is where we were just talking about with the silence. And the rule of threes again yes. comes up. Yep. So I don't have it actually written down what he said. He asks if she respects his intelligence, yes. and she pauses for about three to four seconds, and then he says yes, and then, he's, then he lays down, comes back, and says, why did you take so long to say yes? And she goes, no reason. Then he says, oh, okay. And then he goes, are you humoring me? And finally she goes, yes. Again, with the pause. Right. And then he stops, and then he's like, wait a minute, that's bad. And so eventually he... He says, well, does he know all the words to the Oscar Mayer Wiener song? <laughs> to which Jay oh, starts parading into the hallway. With the kids behind Singing him. with the full lyrics. The kids behind him, the animals marching along, the animals howling. And then Homer has to just accept defeat and say that... She can sleep with him. <laughs> just let me take... This lock of hair. <laughs> a lock of hair. <laughs> he just per- takes out some scissors, cuts off a lock of Marge's <laughs> hair. You just had him there, and... Lays down next to it and just starts whispering sweet nothings. It's just you and me, lack of fear. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> so then Marge agrees to put him on the, the panel. And oh, they're going to say Marge off. agrees to sleep with him. Well, no. That's later. <laughs> <laughs> then she ends up replacing, of all people, Martin, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I think things worked out for Martin, though. Yeah, okay. I think so. Marty. Did well for himself. So that now we see... So it's the actual screening, and we get to see some additional movies. Oh, yeah, we do have a couple. Yeah. So we get to see Apu, Bright Bright Lights, Lights, Beef Jerky, jerky, and it's basically just security camera footage. Yeah, and Wiggum Wiggum starts getting stuck in the hot dog roller. It's (laughs) going to end up bad. (laughs) It's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, And then, Kaylin, why don't you tell us about Mo Better Booze? (laughs) Oh, my God. That was my favorite one. Yeah, that one should have won. It was yeah. no, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. It was art, okay? It was true art. It was and like cabaret. It should have it, well, it won. Of. It should have won. I don't know though. Football in the groin had a football in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Mo does Mo better booze where he's all dolled up and he's got rouge on yeah. the cheeks. Yes. He's got fake eyelashes. Did he have a too? Yes, he did. He did. Cane, and he's singing he, behind was, the bar. It was clearly a cabaret, yes. Joel Grey ripoff. That's what he, <laughs> when he falls and he screams out, ah, my back, and leaves it in the movie. Like, <laughs> well, that just shows that sometimes life gets you down, right, Kaylin? Yeah, and it made me love Mo even more. And in the beginning of this podcast, it did say Lisa was my favorite, but almost immediately after we recorded that, I realized that Mo was 100% my favorite. Said no one ever. And, and, <laughs> and listen, listen, this just made me love him even more. He's amazing. All right. So maybe uh, when you get around to picking an episode, we should do a Mo-centric episode for you. So, all right. 
We did have the Burns auditions, where Burns was trying oh, yes, to Yes, I forgot the Burns audition. He was auditioning people to play himself, and he has Excellent day! <laughs> They're all saying excellent. Hannibal Lecter. Then he has his weird, like, tongue Excellent. excellent. Um, Shatner as Kirk. Excellent. Excellent. Homer doing exactly. <laughs> oh! And then Bumble Me Man. <laughs> Excellente! To which Bilbergo says, he's moving away now. <laughs> <laughs> There was a deleted scene that I saw in the DVDs. There was one other person. Devil, and it's right? The devil. Yeah, and he's like, ooh, he could be my understudy. He could be my understudy. <laughs> Why'd they take it out? Just for time, probably. Um, and the, I mean, the only other thing right before the, the film starts showing after that was um, Hibbard showing up at the theater. Yes. <laughs> Thinking that it's supposed Thinking to be Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture, and he's dressed as... Dr. Frankenfurter. Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh, so. it's Rocky Horror tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those, like, dumb little throwaway yep. jokes. Like, it just works. You're right. So, but yeah, so then we go into the filming where we see those those first two movies, and then we see the, the cinema classic... Man Getting Hit by the Football. Man Getting Hit by Football. By Hans Molman Productions. <laughs> Literally just him standing there, gets hit in the groin with a football, goes down, and Homer can't get enough of it. Starts laughing hysterically and just says, it works on so many levels. He wants him to give him $10,000. He's like, it's not funniest home videos. It's not that. And he wants him to play it again. He's like, do it again. Yep. Um, And then we see Barney's movie. Which we don't find out until later what it's the called. The unfortunately named yes. Pucahontas. Could have done better, but it was a beautiful movie. Yep. Yeah, and that's actually one of those things, even when a lot of people panned the show, they were like, Barney's movie was great. Right. Like, it really, it was, a, it was, it worked. Um, black and white, it's very artsy. Apparently not as good as Mo Better Booze, though. <laughs> it, no, it was not. <laughs> My favorite part was when Bart goes, Barney, you did a movie? And Barney goes, I did a movie? <laughs> he goes, that's why I was on Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> um, my, I think my favorite part of the movie, though, is when Barney's at the Girl Scouts meeting. Yes! And he's like, he's, he's, um, he's confessing, and he's like, I have, I, my name is Barney Gumble, and I have a problem. And Lisa's like, this is a Girl Scout meeting. And he's like, is it? Or is it that you girls can't admit you have a problem? <laughs> yep. Because that's just the most Barney thing. It sure is. <laughs> so now I heard that I didn't actually watch it, but I was planning on watching it maybe after this, and maybe we'll post it on Facebook or something. But I heard that it's oddly reminiscent of a short film that was done on SNL during their last season I did with hear Bill Murray. That, I did read that too. And like, especially like the last part with the flower, like that is actually in that. So at some point, I want to go back, kind of take a look at it just to see how um, close it actually was. Don't cry for so. me, I'm already dead. <laughs> and, I've, like, the most ironic thing is that Homer misses it because he was going to get yes. a beer. He walks yep. back with a beer. Yep. what I miss? Homer. <laughs> and then we see the final, the final film offering. Uh, a Burns for All Seasons. Still featuring Bumblebee Man. And <laughs> Tommy Toon as Smithers. Yep. My God, yes! Um, and then, of course, this long list of credits for the written by goes by yep. like ridiculously long um and the weird thing i found out about it first name listed there is jeff westbrook uh he ends up actually becoming a simpsons writer 10 years after this episode but he wasn't a writer at the time hmm. 
which I think is very that is very interesting. Um, there were two other, other names than that, on all, there. A bunch of fake names. Yeah, and then Lowell Burns and Babalu Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> they also did have Richard X Vegas, which I don't know if it's a throw to David X Cohen because he did some time with The Simpsons before he did Futurama. Um, and then we go into the actual films, which is clearly just ripoffs of popular films. Now, what was the first, first one, though? <laughs> I think it's Viva Zapata. Okay. So, based on Emiliano Zapata. I mean, all um, I could think of was The Three Amigos. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course <as laughs> which I'm sure it wasn't. Right it's supposed no, to be, I, but... I, that's I Because I was like, Viva Burns! Viva Senior Burns! Um, and, of course, they take 20 takes, and even in the best take, he still gets dragged by horse. And then the one time he comes back on and he's dragging a yes. cactus with him. <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, then we go into E.T., clearly an E.T. ripoff. Um, and that gets, that draws the biggest complaints. Like, they they just start muttering about it and he's like, I don't care what any of you think. It's pandering. Yes. Um, then we switch to Ben-Hur. <laughs> And Burns is portraying Jesus and hands him, yes, of all a things, bottle of water. a plastic yes. bottle of water. <laughs> Here, and he, Judah Ben-Hur. <laughs> you truly are the king of kings. <laughs> to which, of course, it ends, and then everyone is booing. Like, the whole theater is booing. Smithers, are and they Smithers, booing? Yes, Smithers, if they're booing. And, there's, and he says, no, they're saying... Booerns, Booerns. I was saying Booerns. So then, he decides to ask, "Are you saying Boo or Booerns?" And everybody then starts booing him harder and throwing things at him. And at the back of the theater is Hans Molman. I was saying Booerns, which I say like on a regular basis. That is, yeah, that that's one of those lines that we use. Probably too all much, the time. If anything, like it's just like no, I was like if I boo something Brian says, it'll be like no, I was <laughs> just classic moment. As Patrick said, gets used constantly in this household. There's a when we're at it's, it's like sports games, and there's a bad call or something. It's always who learns. When do we go to sports games? <laughs> Who calls them sports games? <laughs> when we go to those outings with the when sports? When we go to those sports matches. We're saying sports harder. When 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 does this happen? I've never... What? I say it all the time, is what Bandit, I'm saying. Bandits games. And Bison's I mean, games. And I've Bandit's read games. during Bandits games. Uh, yeah, so like Star Wars Bison's night? When London brings a book. Yeah. Where do you think she got it from? <laughs> she gets it honestly. She learned it from watching you. Good. <laughs> so anyway, um, so then that wraps up Act 2. Mm-hmm. Right? Then we go into Act 3, and it's the judges panel. And, and when you find out that it's called Pucahontas. <laughs> that's when we find out it's Pucahontas. Um, and Judge, or Krusty's trying to get it <laughs> moving along, and he says he has a date with you, Dora Welty. And yep. you hear a huge belch. <laughs> Maurice LaMarge. <laughs> Coming, Eudora. Coming, Eudora. And the one thing I find, I based on our research into Eudora Welty, she would have been 86 at the time of this filming. <laughs> well, she still got episode. it. So, I mean, still apparently, Krusty likes the older women, I guess. The old broads. Yeah. Um, Good for you, Krusty. And, <laughs> so it's clear from this that uh, Burns is trying to bribe the whole panel and has bribed... Uh, bribed Krusty, and he says, or 
Jay asks, like, whoa, what is it you like about the movie so much? Or it moved Burns me. Movie, and he says, let's just say it moved me. To, to a, a bigger, bigger house! house. <laughs> Oops, I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. <laughs> Which is one another one of those lines that I looked up and has come into, like, common usage, apparently now with, like, political discourse, that, like, a bunch of people writing about our president think that he's often saying the loud part or the quiet part loud <laughs> like that's what he does is he's like he doesn't hide anything so possible <laughs> so yeah so they're all talking about it and they all pretty much feel hands down it needs to go to barney um and well the other people i should say because the first two that were bribed by I don't know why I just used finger quotes. They were nope. Bribed. They were bribed. <laughs> Absolutely happened. Oh, was Krusty? Was it Wiggum? Was the other one? Yes, Wiggum was the Wiggum, other one. Yes. Wiggum and Krusty get. Yep. No, no, no it no. was Quimby. Uh, Quimby. Oh, Diamond Quimby. Joe. That's right, Quimby. Diamond Joe. So they get bribed. Easily bribed. Yes. Right. So then the other two are clearly no. It's Barney hands down. So now it comes down to Homer, and Homer is just football <laughs> in a groin. <laughs> football in a groin. He's got it down that that's what needs to win. And because football in a groin had a football in a groin. Yeah. So yeah, groin it, it makes sense. So, and that's essentially what he says. So uh, Marge kind of convinces him, hey, it's coming down to you. Why don't you go watch? Jay, yeah, Jay some says there's again. more There's more to life than man, or than watching a man get hit in the groin by the football, to which he does from off screen. He falls to the ground, and Nelson off screen. <laughs> just again and the thing i loved about that happening was not just the football in the groin because that's hilarious because you don't see it coming at all but the fact that he's writhing in pain on the ground afterwards <laughs> <laughs> like i couldn't look away from he's it yeah. <laughs> like, very good while they're continuing with the scene and talking and he's just writhing in pain on the ground so i just thought that was great um so yeah so he watches the movies again and now he's kind of touched by Barney's movie, and he makes the comment that, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to drink a beer again. And then the concession guy, who shows up at everything, yes. says, beer here. <laughs> I'll take Homer bites ten. <laughs> How many more times does he have to watch Barney's movie that he's going to drink this ten? I don't know. I think, is that the, it's got to be the same concession guy who says, like, where do you come from? And he says, lady... He's putting my kids through college. It's the same guy, but different voice. Different voice, but Because, same. yeah, we talked about that last time with Carl, that it's the guy that has that Charles Bronson voice. Lady, he's putting my kids through college. So, same idea. Maybe it's just like right. a whole company, and they're just different employees. They just follow yes, them around, around, around all the time with beer. <laughs> it's not a bad, not a bad gig. Um, so, yes, he's trying to decide, and he you know, says the famous line, well, Barney's film... Had heart, but football in the groin. Had a, had a football, football in the, the groin. groin. <laughs> Which is another line that gets used a lot. All the time. Uh, multiple times today, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, while we're recording this. So. Um, so then we go to the awards. Yep. Itchy and Scratchy wins for Best Animated Short. <laughs> yeah. Four funerals and a wedding. Yes. <laughs> um, which... I thought it was strange listen, for a couple things. One, listen, there were, there was so much wrong with that. Um, baby, baby, uh, baby TNT. Yes. How did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> the part that I'm mostly confused about is why it's four funerals. Exactly. Because only, yeah. only three characters got died. Killed. Three. Oh. Yeah. It was two. Itchy, scratchy, Itchy, scratchy and, and TNT bride, TNT bride. But not. But. But didn't they have a child? 
but didn't die. It didn't die. Didn't blow up. It blew no. Up. We didn't see it blow up. We didn't see. Well, it. No, it because they were in, They were in like but a home. It's like, inanimate. They were in a different place. So like, does it really count? Well, then it's even. But more is it an inanimate because? He then where did the babies exactly. come from? <laughs> well, when no. a mommy and a daddy love each other. Well, when where a mommy did TNT, TNT babies come and a daddy from? Cat lo- <laughs> then the TNT stork comes along. <laughs> I, I I thought it was interesting too because this is one of the rare times where Itchy dies. Itchy only dies twice in the run of the show. Yes, there's the one episode that they have to watch. It's the one where Scratchy wins, <laughs> and Itchy dies there. And of course, now Itchy dies in this one. Yeah. Too. Of course, he dies by natural he got causes. His, he got his revenge, though. He did. He did. What is the reason why they hate each other? Like, do we know? It's cat and mouse. They used to they fight, fight, but now, now Itchy's just a sadistic jerk. Like, well, I mean, they, they fight, fight and, and fight. fight. And fight and fight and fight and fight. But, like, fight, fight, Scratchy fight, doesn't fight, even fight. have to do anything, and Itchy will go after him now, mm-hmm. so. Well, because it, it's based on Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Speaking of Tom I and Jerry's. Want... I know. I still haven't I gotten any. I know. But I want, and like, a dark secret grudge. I, I want it. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. I'm just saying. So, Kaylin, what you want TikTok. is you want a... What? You want an itchy and scratchy origin story? Yeah. So what did Scratchy actually do that was so bad? Mm-hmm. Itchy. Mm-hmm. There you go. That can go along with the face-off episode. You can we have should... an itchy and scratchy origin a, story. B story. We should email them. We should. No. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't Let's be worse recording. than the rest of the episodes they've made this season. There was one good one. There was one good one. There's been some good ones this season, but we'll leave that for another time. Yeah. So Barney's film obviously wins, mm-hmm. and he is given a lifetime supply. No, no, Hold no. On, first. first, he says, "This is a yes. new Barnard Gumble. I'm going to be clean and sober." And then, of course, they announce the prize is... A lifetime supply of Duff Dukes. Just hook it in my veins! <laughs> well, have you been waiting this whole episode yes. to say that? Yes! <laughs> and yes, they, they, they roll out an 18-wheeler, and, you know, it's all set up. And So is that the lifetime supply? I don't know. Does, I mean, does he just get the I truck? Mean, listen, is that like a standard they, lifetime? Because Barney's lifetime is not They the 100% same. complied with hooking it into his but veins. I don't, I don't think... It, that's definitely not a lifetime supply for Barney. <laughs> he drinks that in a I don't know, week. <laughs> if he's drinking that much, his lifetime might not be very long. So so then they take Jay back to the uh, the airport, mm-hmm. and the New York plane is clearly still sitting there. Yep. So yeah. probably just a direct flight back and forth. And uh, <laughs> Marge hopes that you know Jay won't look as small town people as as what I don't remember exactly what she says, like foolish and 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 kind of dumb essentially. Mm-hmm. And then Homer shows up with a can of beer and nuts. The spring snakes. He's like, some sucker will open this and they'll just find spring snakes. Then he goes, mm, beer nuts. Opens the can and gives his classic, ah. <laughs> and then we wrap up the episode. Yeah, oh, no, but before but... that, before that, the one line I absolutely love is Jay saying to them, "Hey, if you ever want to visit my oh. show," and Bart, nah, <laughs> not, we won't be doing that. Not going to be happening. <laughs> Which is very telling, like it, it actually does. Yes. And then you forgot anymore. the Oscars at yes. the very so end. Yeah, then we bring to the so. end that uh, Burns is insistent 
that he's going to win the Oscar because he bribed the entire pain. He bribed everyone in Hollywood mm-hmm. and unfortunately loses his film, loses to George C. Scott's <laughs> man getting hit by football. And of course, the classic, oh, ow, my groin! My groin. <laughs> Which, that was also Maurice LaMarche. <laughs> Again, like, not typical George C. Scott, like, he played Patton, like, he's, you know, a tough guy, and he got taken down by football. Right. Uh, so yeah, that takes us to the end here. So um, honestly, just a really great episode. We'll kind of get our final feelings on this uh, in a couple in a moment here. But Brendan, do you have ratings? I don't have ratings for the episode. Uh, I couldn't uh, find it. But I have ratings for the week. Well, conveniently, you have a guest on who did look these things up. So it was um, 57th in ratings for the week. It was the third highest rated Fox show after, can you guess what the two? 95. 95. Oh, God. Was it Friends? No. No, on Fox. Shows. On Fox. Oh, Fox I will, shows. We're going to do, shows. we're going to do the regular. 95. What was even week. going on on Fox besides Mary you know Beverly know. Hills? Yep. Melrose Place? The there you one. go. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that they had then. <laughs> all right. So for the week, number one. What do you guys think was number one Cheers. for the week? I Friends. Yeah, I Are we Friends? doing top three? I don't think Friends was that popular by 95? now. 95? Yeah, it was. So we're doing top three? Well, we people... just yeah, you can do one. top three. Weren't people get the freaking three. Rachel I think or Seinfeld, something? Seinfeld might be up there. I think Friends is up there, by the way, in 95. Does MTV count? No. No? That's not a real no. I mean, <laughs> I mean even though they were showing televisions, but they don't get very high ratings. Um... TRL so, yeah. does not count. Friends, Seinfeld, <laughs> and this was in May of 95? In March of 95. Oh, March of 95. It was so March, March 1st. What else would have been 95? Veronica's Closet. <laughs> yes! <laughs> no. Caroline in the City. <laughs> <laughs> that was never on the ratings. List. You can tell I used to watch a lot of NBC shows. <laughs> All um, right. I don't know. What would the third one be? Frasier? Was Frasier Oh, was it Frasier? Was Frasier on? Okay, I'll All say right. this. Number Let's... three is something that I've never heard of. Well, why don't you just tell us? All right, so yeah, All right. go ahead and tell us. So, number one, Seinfeld. Dun, number two, Home Improvement. Oh. And number three was Grace Under Fire. Oh, Grace Under Fire! My grandmother also liked that show. And number four was Friends, so. Uh, ABC having two shows yeah. in the top three. I thought it was all NBC back then, but yeah, no, forgot about Home Improvement. So good one, yeah. Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. That's where you guys will know. Him from. <laughs> oh I've seen Home Improvement and uh, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. I hate Toy Story. I hate you. <laughs> Terrible. You can direct all that hate mail directly to Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> at so it's come so to it's this come pod, to this pod at, at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you for that. So fourth act, real quick. Anybody got anything? Yes. Uh, anyone got anything? Oh, I do. For. Go All ahead, right. Caitlin. Ace Attorney. Okay, tell us all about right. it. So Ace Attorney is a game where you're an attorney and you have to solve all these... Uh, <laughs> cases. Cases. <laughs> yeah. And I only have Apollo Justice, but this week I'm getting the Phoenix Wright Trilogy. Trilogy, and I'm so excited. Ah, I love Ace Attorney. It's a good game. You should play it. Games. Thank you. Any uh, 
Our cosplays? Well, um... That you're working on? I may be going to a... Bleh, I may be going to a con, like, mid-March, and I may be doing Ryuji for and it. Where's the con? Um, college? I don't know. College? college. What? It's like the Jim Belushi sweatshirt. College! I don't know. It's one of the colleges. She's just going to show up. Is there a con here? (laughs) (laughs) Every college. (laughs) All right. Well, I would suggest you look into that a little bit before you figure it out. Well, because my friends are in a panel for it, and I want to go watch it. At a college. At college. At college. That's just what it's called. At college. Does our guest have anything that they're excited for? Um, well, this week, actually, the newest teaser for Stranger Things Season 4 yes. dropped. Caitlin, I'm was... surprised you didn't mention that. What? The teaser she for did Stranger now. Things Clearly 4. She's not oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I mean, it's tell a very, me. It's a very small, very small glimpse into uh, what's coming. The continuation of the storyline. We get to see a little bit about, about what happened to Hopper. The thing I was very excited when I saw that, it made me think of Red Dawn. A little bit, and yeah. I was like, so then I went back and watched that movie, and does it stand out? I mean, it does, but now I you're do talking about say, the old one, not the yeah, oh not God, the much no, better one with watch. the Koreans. Oh, or... the the new one's better. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm <laughs> I was gonna sucking you. That's never um, better. No, I would not watch that. But I do have to say that in the middle, it kind of drags. Yeah, like it's an hour and a half movie, and it felt like it was three hours. So I I do have to say that, but. Um, but I was kind of obsessed with that as a kid, like the Cold War and all of that. So I love that movie. I loved Rocky Four, you know. So I'm excited to see where they're going with that. Yeah. So I mean, that's on my radar. Okay. I'm, I'm excited about the new Ghostbusters movie coming up this summer. Like. All right, uh, Corey, you got anything? Um. Well, maybe not everyone's going to be excited about this, but you know how Jay Z wasn't on Spotify because he had his own streaming service called Title, which was. Like we do. <laughs> Not great. Um, well, Jay Z, I discovered he's back on Spotify. All right, good for him. And I'm I'm happy about that. Oh, and thanks for asking. Thanks for asking, guys. I don't know why I'm aggressively looking at <laughs> I don't you. Don't know either. <laughs> and that tone. Um, Dean's doing good. That's good. Dean's doing good. He has his tail up. He um. He's eating his prescription food that he hated. Uh, I don't know where he is right now, but well, now I have to say goodbye. I mean, I'm rewatching Community for like the third time because it's the best show ever created. It's. It, mm, I mean, it's good. It's it's not the best show. Kalen, you haven't gotten past season the first part <laughs> of season one. It does. It yeah. I mean, you gotta get. It took me a little bit to get started. Yeah. On that. You have to get to, like, Modern Warfare, the paintball episode. Yeah. Uh, I love that show so much. I also went out with my friend on Friday, and we met a bunch of drunk girls, and they thought I was 24. Cool. So, that happened. I don't know. I am not saying if it's a good thing. They were very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) They were all in their 30s and saying... We're in a club because we're all in our 30s. And I'm like, how old do you guys think I am? And they're like, 24. And I'm like, you are super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go Maybe ahead. I'm sorry. Don't have them do any uh, differential equations or anything at that time. <laughs> they're all going to be guests on this podcast. Yes, very soon. <laughs> They'll get shouted out for it, that's for sure. And they're all named Samantha. Anyways, um, I'm sorry then, I interrupted you. And then you. finally... Um, 
a lot of good concerts are being announced. Um, so we've uh, picked up a lot of tickets for some good concerts, so I'm very excited for some of the ones this summer. Well, the biggest one, which this is no secret, we've known about this for a while, uh, Hell Omega Tour. If if you guys are going to the Hello Mega Tour or wanna uh just say something What? Email us. Sure. Okay. Uh, so we're doing that in Pittsburgh us. because that's gonna check off all the They'll be happy to meet you in any dark alleys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so but that'll check off all the lists, you know, Green Day and Weezer for me, Weezer yes. for Brendan. Woo! Uh Green Day Someone's for Talon. What? You still haven't seen Weezer? No, no never! Fallout Boy for uh, London, and then Corey likes them all. So, um, so and I've seen them good. all. Yep. And then, of course, Rancid and Dropkick Murphys were just announced at Art Park, so we're going to be going to that. Very excited about that. We're going to see Brian Fallon in a little bit. Yay! Of uh, Gaslight Anthem. Now, I'd like to point out that like Buffalo has a whole bunch of concerts coming here this summer. Yes. And you haven't touched on any of them. Yeah. So you are clearly on a different end of the music. That spectrum. is 100% true. We won't forget and that. you forgot to mention my best friend Matt Skiba I was rolling in that. town yep. with his band. Alkaline Trio you guys and know that story. So they'll be here as well. But you didn't mention him in the shout outs. So he doesn't listen. He oh, gave up on us. Sad. Now he's definitely not. <laughs> oh, it's probably because of the story you Yeah, told. it's because of the story. <laughs> right. All right, so uh, to close us out here, final thoughts on this episode. Uh, Brendan, start us off. Um, it's it's decent. I it's not one of my favorite episodes, but it I I enjoy it. There's definitely a lot of quotable parts. Right, and I definitely heard you laughing a lot. So mm-hmm. the 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 sign gag is very good. See, I just love that you find these little things, because I'm the same way, where I'll just find a little thing that oh, no one you. else really finds funny, and I just find hilarious, so that's great. All right, thank you. Corey, how about you? It, it was a good pick, Patrick. Good pick. I liked it. It also had a football in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say, Patrick was between two episodes. and this or uh, the Sherry Bobbins episode. Yes, califragilistic expiala annoyed grunches. And I was saying, well, Sherry Bobbins has a Mary Poppins ripoff, but A Star is Burns has a football in the groin. <laughs> All right, Kaylin, what do you think? I thought it was good. So I feel like a lot of the Simpsons, bleh, Simpsons episodes are um, kind of similar. Like, it's all, I don't know. It's just about the family, and mm-hmm. I like when it's different than just their family, so I liked it. It was good. You do realize the it's about show the is called The Simpsons. I know, but I like <laughs> the episodes that kind of have more characters in it. Right, I gotcha. And at one point, I forget who it was supposed to focus on, but they were talking about a spinoff series of one of the characters having their own spinoff. Was it Mo? I wish. Then she's was it the one where, um, <laughs> where Skinner and, and Wiggum go become private detectives in New Orleans? <laughs> No, not no, that one. No, I would watch. That. I forget who it was, but they were thinking about it at one point um, to do a spinoff of one of the characters. I think it was Cletus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, squeaky voice, Dean. And obviously, Patrick, you picked this episode. So, is there reasoning to picking it? You um, know, thoughts of it? Obviously, you hold it to high regards. So. Right. No, I mean, again, I I loved the critic, um, but even still, like it's like we kind of talked about it. It's a little light on story, but I think it's an excellent way to do the film festival which is just like the films are the best part of the right. the whole thing yep um 
So I think it was a it was a good gateway into that. Like you could have replaced that. You could have replaced Jay's character with anybody else. I think it was a good way to bring him into it, but at the same time, like it didn't have to be him. Right. He wasn't right. necessary. Right. Really, the only part that had to do with him was when they did the little shout out of his show, right. where he did the the sit down with McBain. So I mean, it's it's a little light on story, but it's so quotable. The films again are the best part so i mean it's it's one that still holds up i think i mean now going back to it you know years and years later okay yeah and kind of the same with me like this is one of those episodes that for sure we've mentioned it many times lots of quotes in this episode that we use a lot and everything so obviously a memorable one for me even watching it today after seeing it you know so many times still laughing out loud in many parts and things like that just finding a lot of fun um within this episode so still a good time still like it um and a good one so um so all right with that um let's kind of close it out here we'll say our goodbyes unless patrick do you have you don't have anything to plug or anything or um so yeah i mean i would like to give a shout out to uh my other podcast that um, is kind of on a hiatus basis at the moment, The Daily Garbage. Um, it's a good one that me and my friend Rob uh, created. We talk about uh, garbage. We talk about recycling-based uh, issues. It's entirely made up, but... <laughs> oh, I was going to go along with it and be like, and where can they find this podcast? <laughs> it's available on none of the streaming services. <laughs> Uh, it is not listed. There is no RSS feed for it, so I apologize. You'll find it on no tunes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Um, thank you for we had a great me. time, and um, we appreciate it. So, all right, Brendan, close us out. Uh, see you later, alligator. alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying boo Ernst. <laughs> Goodbye. Godspeed. Good luck. Uh, have a good time. Do everything right. Make good decisions. Don't run over animals. Uh, All right. Any animals. Squirrels. Birds. Break first. <laughs> Go ahead, Kaylin. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, bye. Be careful. Don't get sued. And play Ace Attorney. All right. <laughs> so that's how it's done. Um, is Patrick saying... Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> and uh, thanks for having me on. All right. And we'll smell you later, everyone.
taking over the podcast. Um, hi. I, it's been taken over. Okay. Um, goodbye.